Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them out, The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. Who else you know around the city doing it better than this? Just said a good this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Titans, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left the new podcast. Just join the game plan. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your Jose, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, and as always, I got my guys with me, the Fantasy Phenom, Young Vander. Holler at the people, bro. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And the rookie aficionado, Bro Joe, holler at him. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, we have a tremendous show for you today. We're going to talk about the guys that you should not draft, the rhyme and reason behind it. Make sure that you know about what's going on in the news. And you can also now watch us on YouTube. You can also catch the podcast on your Pandora's of the world, iHeartRadio, Apple Radio, all that kind of good stuff. Make sure you join us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Fiend family facebook group that's f-e-i-n but for now we're gonna go right ahead and hop into your news and now your fantasy news all right good people so it is official all of your rookie quarterbacks anthony richardson bryce young um and um who am i missing who's the third one Who's the who's the third rookie out there? Um, Brown, yeah, CJ Stroud, my Buckeye. How I forget my Buckeye? All three of them are going to be starting now. So, do we think this is good, bad, or indifferent? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's was expected in Houston and in Carolina. Uh, the Indianapolis job, it was kind of like up in the air. Again, I thought you know maybe. Richardson be brought along uh, maybe between week four to five. But he was the most raw out of the out of the trio. So for that reason. But with the Jonathan Taylor news, I felt that would kind of speed the process up now because you got to get some type of firepower in that offense. Uh, who knows what's going on with that? So that's the only one that's kind of surprising, but hey, got to do what you got to do. Do you I think, think this what, is going to stunt any of their growth? I'll let you go ahead, Joe. Oh, what I was going to say is uh, with, with the Richardson, I really wasn't surprised. I mean, you got to think like leading up to this point and just going back on to, you know, everything that he's got kind of undergone. He's worked on his throwing motion. Now he's with a system that he has, you know, Sechin. He has Jim Bob Cooter. He has uh, a really good quarterbacks coach too, like, like I, like I kind of wrote earlier, like I feel like it's the same thing when I was around Trevor Lawrence to where he has that trio to really learn from. And you don't spend a fourth round pick overall to let somebody sit on the bench. I don't even remember the last time a fourth round pick uh, overall sat for any period you mean of time. Fourth pick overall. Yeah. First fourth pick, pick overall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall I mean, pick, that's, right. that's, I mean, good point. I mean, it's it's been some years since the NFL has kind of, let rookies sit. Um, 
I mean, even the ones that should have. So I, I guess my question now is, does this end up hurting any of these guys or do we think it's a, you aren't going to learn the game until you get out there and play it? Again, man, I think with Stroud and Young, it was expected uh, from day one. But Richardson, I'm not going to say it's going to hurt him, but he's going to have some growing pains uh, because he's the most raw out of the group. I mean, you can work on your throwing motion, but you just hear what? You've been playing football your whole life, and then now you're going to change the way you throw and everything's going to be different in a matter of months. I think not. You know what I mean? So I think he's the one that's going to have some growing pains. Um because he's the the least quarterback QB ready as far as, you know, out of the out of the trio. I think he's the most talented out of the trio as far as tools, like the strengths, the arm strength, the speed, things like that. But uh, I think out of the three, he was the one that wasn't seen uh, NFL ready. So I think he'll be the one if, if I had to choose one. So, Joe, let me yeah. ask you this. Mm-hmm. Fantasy-wise, does that – possibly make him a little bit more dangerous would he have to possibly be like Fields was last year use his legs more than using his arm which could land him in that top 10 spot like the same way it did with uh with Fields but because he isn't quite where he needs to be with throwing the ball yet well it all depends on what what you saw just this past weekend when I saw the preseason game he looked pretty efficient to me what was it I think it was like uh five for seven or five for eight or something like that uh, 67 yards. He did throw a pick, but it was just it was one of those ones that would kind of get away from you. I don't really ding them, ding them on that interception, but uh, I I like what I saw. I like the offense. It reminded me a lot of Philadelphia uh, with the Jalen Hurts and everything like that. But yeah. the main component to me, as far as his fantasy success, is Jonathan Taylor. You can't fake an RPO with the running backs they got in the stable. You know what I mean? I think if they can get you know JT happy, I don't think it's more so injury. Yeah. I think it's going to pay dividends for what they can do. I think he can have a lot of fantasy value. I think he got the, the naysayers and the critiques. He played really good from what I saw. I, I love what I saw. Yo, five for seven and an interception is not efficient. But, hey, as you were. What what do you want him to do? I mean, like, what what, the, what we want him to do? We saw Bryce Young get beat up on. We going to say anything about Bryce Young? Like, oh, my Listen, God, Bryce Young. Is, yeah, oh, it's gosh. Not, it's not the lesser of two evils. Five, mm-hmm. se- five for seven, what you said, right? Five for seven, was that it? Five for eight, whatever it was. Right. For, for those little bitty yards and that no touchdowns and interception, that's efficiency? Come on, Joe. I know for a few drives, I mean, for a few jobs, I mean, we're not we're not saying this guy played four quarters. We say we saying he playing just a few drives. Uh, no Ooh. touchdown, the interception on seven attempts. I threw a pick. It's not efficiency, sir. No, I, I but we have to temper our expectation when I look at preseason. Am I going to when I go and see, you know, like I said, we hold people to these extremes. Bryce Young didn't get into the red zone. Are we saying anything about him? Are we saying anything about Stroud? He didn't get into the red zone. I mean, I feel like we, you know, it's a half bottle, you know, half glass, you know, empty, half glass, full kind of thing. I like for all the criticism that he got, he looked pretty good. From for everything that you know anyone critique or say, he looked pretty good. Good ain't saying he's ready to be an elite quarterback. He's ready to, you know, take the world by storm. No. But for what people would have thought him to be or thought him to be as far as a quarterback, he looked pretty good. That's how I'm looking at it. Not Critiquing him like he's ready to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Well, 
I want to actually talk about a quarterback that is also a rookie. And he's looked better than the big name guys that we thought were going to be, you know, the go to guys. But right now, the Raiders are looking like they may have found their guy in Aiden O'Connell, who was 15 of 18 for 141 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. I can see this guy taking over. First of all, Jimmy G, he's not 100% healthy now, but I can't remember the last time he made it through a full year healthy. So, is Aiden O'Connell going to be one of those quarterbacks that kind of sneaks up on us? And you might want to have him on the tail end of your bench, especially when dealing with our dynasty. I mean, if you're in a dynasty league, of course you want to have this guy because it's a dynasty league. I mean, but this is Jimmy's team. Um, I don't think poor – Until play, he get hurt. <laughs> but that's it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it would be for poor performance is what I'm saying. I don't think Got he has it. a short okay. leash. You know, there's not a short leash on him. Um, so I wouldn't be thinking that. But, of course, if you're in a dynasty league, you definitely want to have the young guy, the quarterback on your taxi squad on your bench. Yeah, I think uh, for dynasty, I would definitely hold on to Aiden Ocado. He played about three quarters, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. Yeah. And he got plenty of burn. Plenty of burn. He looks really comfortable in the offense. Um, he can slam He can. I like it. I saw someone like when we saw Zappy for the first time. It's like, okay, this guy can move the ball. Um, I would definitely keep him in dynasty. I don't think he's going to be a number two again. It was no Hoyer, it was no uh Jimmy G, it was literally him and Chase Garbers uh in preseason. Moving on over to running backs, we have Dalvin Cook and Zeke finally find a home. So Dalvin Cook ends up going to the team that we thought he would, the Jets. Zeke ends up going to the Patriots. Now as far as my Patriots are concerned, I kind of feel like this puts us back in the bucket that we, I thought we were going to be out of. I thought we actually had a guy and he was going to be someone that you could depend on for fantasy. But now the waters look muddy again, and it looks like we may be back to the hot hand or depending on which team we play any given week or however it's going to end up going. But how do you guys feel that these two running backs end up fleshing out? Like, Joe, do you think that one has more of an effect on their team than the other? Or how, how is it going to affect Stevenson and Hall? Like, what what all is going on here? Um, what I think, honestly, uh, first talking about the Patriots, I think this is a really good move uh, getting Ezekiel Elliott. You're talking about somebody who's one of the best pass blockers uh, in the NFL, and I still think he has a good role in the end zone. I think, honestly – Y'all back feel so finicky. I don't want to still think right. Ramondre has anything, but I would say I would handcuff Ramondre with Ezekiel, definitely. Now, going to the Jets, I really think that's where it's a lot of value. I think this is going to be a 60-40 uh, in a 20 because they got a ton of talent, honestly. I think Dalvin is brought there with his skill set alone. He's just a one-cut guy, and we see him be so decisive in the league. And he just he just gets it done. He can he do a little bit of everything, I think. He fits perfectly what this team might be looking to do. And it's in the money, right? He got the most money, you know, on a one-year deal. Yeah. And look at the incentives on top of that. So I think, you know, he's really favorable. But, you know, I think it's good for Brees. I think if you're a dynasty owner or someone who plays dynasty, uh, this is great for Brees. Like like uh, Vinny always kind of alluded to, that first year coming back from ACL doesn't go the same way for everybody, right? And I think this is a good time for him to get to speed. I, I think, honestly – this kind of extends his shelf life, right? I think it's added value. I do think this is like a Super Bowl or bust uh, situation. And he's uh, 
Cook only had a one year deal. So to to your point, that that actually kind of puts him in an advantageous situation because he's going to be there if and when Cook can't negotiate another contract. What you got on these guys, man? No, I can agree with uh, what Joe said. I mean, this is a win-win for the organization as well for Cook, I guess, because, you know, he gets his money. But, again, they don't take a hit in the running back field for this one year. Uh, they got Cook, who's probably going to be – he's an upgrade, I guess you could say, to Brees Hall uh, for his yeah. ability. Um, and then Brees Hall gets another year to kind of like rehab that thing, come back even stronger the next year where he'll be the long starter. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's a win-win for everybody. As far as the Ezekiel Elliott move, I think he could have a Jamal Williams season. That would be his, you know, that's possible. And what I mean by that is get down to the goal mm. line, punch it in. You know what I mean? You get down the goal line, he punch it in. Um, I think he can have, you know, he'd be the short yardest guy on that team as well on some third downs um, on, you know, maybe third and seven, third and longs. So he'd probably be the guy in the backfield being another blocker um, for Matt Jones. So what does that mean for Stevenson if, if he's the third down guy and the goal line guy? Does that mean it's he Stevenson is just 20 to 20? And if he don't punch in a long one, nine times out of 10, he won't get the attempt? How's that going to work out? I think Stevenson took a small hit. Um, I'm going to okay. say huge because, I mean, of course, everyone thinks he's going to be the long dog because Stevenson is a, a three down back. I mean, he can catch the ball. Right. Uh, but with, with Zeke there, he does take a small hit. I mean, because now some of those goal line touches are going to be taken away. Um, but still, I think if you're in a dynasty league, this is a prime opportunity to go buy some of that Stevenson stock by that dip. Because um, this Zeke Elliott uh, experiment, who knows how long it's going to last. Right. Um, it's only for a year. So I wouldn't right. be you know, that concerned about it. But definitely buying the dip when it comes to Stevenson and your dynasty leagues. Now, Javante Williams is playing on Saturday in the preseason game. So is this a sign that he's back and they kind of want to see what they got in him? Or is this a we're not going to use you very much when it matters, at least for the first few weeks? So we want to, you know, kind of test out that knee, you know, be before, it, before it actually counts? Or how are we looking at Javante Williams going into the year? I think this is a ramp them up. You know, we always say, you know, these guys take them, what, four to six weeks. They get acclimated. This is the start of the yeah, yeah, this is the start of it. You know what I mean? So I think they're trying to go ahead and get them up to speed. So when the season does start, he'll be ready a lot quicker. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think that's what it is with him. I think I don't Javante, Joe. Oh, yeah, man. With Javante, I, I've been looking at this the past uh, few weeks. This is the one of the more trickiest ones because his confidence alone and, and also Sean Payton's, right? Like, this guy was clear for contact since July 27th. Um, he came off the pub, obviously. He even participating in everything, contact drills, um, going even up to nine on seven. So he's getting goal line work and then doing nine on seven. You know, of course, Denver has, like, a day for, like, ACL people. Uh, so he does have those, but even still, he's doing individual drills. Like this guy, he sounds like we've I, we saw it, we saw it before, but it's hard not to take stock into it, especially when Sean Payne just coming out and saying he's 100%. I think he only plays, if not, if a series, if that. They just want to get him a little contact. Um, there weren't a few teams, I don't think they even had joint practices as of yet. So I just they think they just want to give him a little bit of touch and just get him out the game. 
You got J.K. Dobbins, who supposedly is looking good in practice. Uh, we know that he had a cleanup procedure after his injury uh, from year before last. So he's trying to, you know, get back into form. Now, do we think that based on him looking good in practice now and being a full year removed, plus having the, the scar tissue removed from that knee um, during the offseason, um, do we think that this gives him a little bit more longevity during the season, or is he an accident waiting to happen, Jeff? Yeah. I like what Ian Rappaport said. He, he said it's the kind of injury that could be okay with the new contract. I, same thing <laughs> with a, a Jonathan Taylor, right? I think, you know, th- you know, these people, you know, they, hey, you know, I got this, bo- I got this element bothering me. Because if you see him and, and if you've seen him since, uh, you know, social media or on the, you know, the Baltimore Ravens YouTube this guy's cutting like he like he ready to go game time today. I don't, but you know, I, we can't foresee injury. We've seen him to be injury prone, like Vanders alluded to uh, in the show before last. So it's like I'm not. I I, will, I loved him. I bought into him once, you know, but you can't fool me again, kind of thing. Where I'm just going to be steady about but Joe. It. Hold up though. Hold up though. You know the track record. You know the track record. And and on top of that, look, you Melvin always in, left practice. You, you normally just a year early. This, and, well, this, going, that means that this may be his year. What I had to add to that is Melvin Gordon left practice uh, today. I didn't see it was that. For no, with no injury, no disclose. I don't know if he, like, if it's one thing. I don't know what. Like, I'm he not, just, that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to have to check into that. Okay. That, that, okay. left practice today. Interesting. I don't know. But the, like I said, Dobbins looked really good. He looked like he was in, in season shape. It, he looked really good. And I'm not, you know, like everybody can see it on social media. Go to the Baltimore Ravens page. He looked pretty good. He looks like he's ready to go. What you got on J.K. Vander? <laughs> I'm, I'm not messing with him, man. <laughs> I'm not messing with him, man. Buyer beware. That's my oh, yeah. take on that. So, oh yeah. So even even with um, even with his draft position currently not being in a place where it's going to really hurt you if he doesn't make it. Like it is, it is, I get, well, we'll, we'll talk about the do not draft people later. He he might be on, on, on your list, but um, I, based on where he's been drafted right now, I think that first of all, I do believe he's boom or bust, but if he does boom where you can get him right now, and then, you know, maybe you trade him after week two or three, maybe somebody else is convinced that you don't want to take the risk for the rest of the season, but I think he's a lottery ticket that I'd be willing to pick up based on him just costing a dollar, essentially, if that makes sense. But uh, Miles Sanders is still not practicing, dealing with that growing injury. Um, the coach said that it's precautionary. I, you don't take precautions with people that are that are good to go, humble opinion, especially before the season starts. Like right now, you aren't, you aren't even going 100%. So if you have to kind of hold them on the sideline now, what is that going to look like during the season? And especially since how they don't necessarily have the, the best depth or, or the, the best uh, stable of running back. What is that looking like for you, man? I mean, they spent a lot of money in this guy. Facts. So, so, I mean, that's how I see it. Um, of course, uh, you know, growing is one of those injuries that can linger. But, of course, there's exactly. going to keep him ready to his game time because, like I said, they spent a lot of money on him in the offseason. And so – I'm not really looking too much into it, but it is my So you think they're telling the truth? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
What you I got mean, on Miles, Joe? There's no oh, reason. I'm sorry, Clayton. No, just no reason to to rush him out there. But so there's no reason to rush him out there. But you believe he'll be ready week one. Yeah, to, to be clear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What you got on Miles, Joe? Yeah, actually, it's the, the same information where they're just monitoring and week one's the goal. So I, he's not going to play preseason, period. Uh, but they're saying the week one's the goal. So I definitely agree with that one. Well, I'm going to tell you like this, um, and, and maybe it's sour grapes or whatever you want to call it, but I don't, I don't think he's going to make it. Like, he's, I mean, the whole left side of his body is hurt. Like, and then, and then you get to growing on top of that. I mean, like, it's like it's always something with this guy. Like, he's just one of them, one of those dudes, like, like a Rashard Penny, or you know, it's just certain running backs that when they're out there, they're world beaters. And then the next thing you know, you get that alert, and it's like, oh, hell, here we go again. And that, that's just so kind of the boat that I have him in. And especially seeing as how he's kind of. His his draft position has kind of increased based on him now being the guy versus being in a a bona fide committee. I I wouldn't want to risk that draft capital, or and now he is boomer bust. But I, I have more faith in J.K. than I do Miles Sanders, and that may be because he's a Buckeye. So I, I'll throw that out there. But still, I, I, they're they're almost in the same boat for me. But J.K. has had an opportunity to kind of lick his wounds and Miles Sanders seems to get hurt every time he goes out there. If whether it's major or whether it's minor, you can never really get a full compliment of, of, you know, weeks from him based on the injuries that he ends up having. But, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. I, I know if he goes down, I have no trust that Cuba Hubbard or um, what's the other guy's name? Black, uh, Black Sheard or something like that. Um, they might need to call Linda Fournette, man. They need facts like now, like like get him in there now, so you know the playbook. Because Miles ain't gonna make it through the season. Now I'm I'm willing to bet half of my next paycheck on that one. But I, we got Jonathan man. Taylor, who, who Sanders. Mm-hmm. I like Sanders. Yeah, I mean, he's good when he's out there. He 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 and Penny like mirror each other, which is why I'm surprised right. the Eagles picked up Penny. And sent miles on up the road. They're like, you know, two peas in the same pot. Um, you got Jonathan Taylor, who's back with the team, and then he was excused from camp uh, for personal reasons. So I, I don't, I don't know how to take this at this point. I, I don't know if they don't want him to further injure himself because behind closed doors they're actually looking at trade possibilities, or if it's just a we'll let you pout, but don't pout around us. Whenever you're ready to come back, you can come back. And we're not going to trade you. I, I, I don't know what's going on with with, with JT, um, but just like you said earlier, it, it feels like one of those injuries that could be made whole by a new contract. But I don't believe Ursa is going to budge. He he's not one of those. He's one of those owners that will cut off his nose to spite his face, like just to prove a point. So I really don't know how to feel about JT this year. Um, is he going to end up dropping? far enough, just depending on when the draft is, do you think he'll end up dropping far enough down draft boards because of the uncertainty that he'll then be a value? Or are you just going to kind of steer clear until you know for certain what's going to go on? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, no, ahead, definitely going to fall. Oh, yeah. Without, yeah, I agree with what Vin was about to say. And sorry about that, Vander. Um, like I said, going back to his injury, this was just an orthoscopic 
ankle injury. This is just cleanup. This guy, all right, he's already even going out to say, it. I am, I'm fine. I have no injury. This is about that money. If I'm not mistaken, Jonathan Taylor is a second round pick. Uh, and yeah, he just want to make sure he gets guaranteed money. We already know this is the guy. This is the franchise piece uh, for this offense. He just want to make sure he get paid. But like you said, him, this reminded me of Darrell Revis and Jimmy John, uh, Jim Johnson. Mm-hmm. For the Jets, and we saw how that they had to fly a plane to go to Revis' crib to you know make this man happy. I'm not saying it's gonna go as far as that, but Jonathan Taylor, you know what I mean? Somebody gotta do something. So, like, if there's one person that kind of earned you know the ability to speak, this man played 11 games with this foot injury. 11 games, like he played most of the season. He wasn't like. You know what I mean? Oh, I got this foot injury. Keep me out all year. This dude was playing for 11 games and still almost had a thousand yards. And he didn't have none of the explosiveness that we used to see it. Protect himself. Get yourself some type of money because we've seen uh, Saquon can't even get, you know what I mean, the, the type of money he wants. And, and if you under Saquon, I don't know what to say, but I think, you know what I mean, this might play literally into like week six. I think he's really firm into staying to his ground. And I think one of them things is, like you said, it's, uh, he wasn't a distraction when I saw him, uh, the, the clip with him on the field, but definitely, you could definitely tell, like, everybody is seeing who's coming to these, or, you know, these practices. This dude is is good to go. This dude, you know, we already know his his uh, his mold and his work ethic. This dude is in shape. He ready to go. Just pay him. Let me ask you this, Vander. Does the fact that Hunt didn't sign there, does that make it more likely that they may fold and also that the backup that um, uh, Moss uh, broke his arm? So right now, the only back they have um, is uh, what? what's my boy? Is it Johnson? I think it is. No, um, signed there. No, we'll be oh, Kenyon Drake. I, I forgot about Drake. I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. So so but is is Kenyon Drake good enough to say, well, we don't care if you return JT like like like. I don't know. I think like the fact that they made it known that they wanted Hunt like bad, like bad enough that they would call you while you're working out for somebody else to say, hey, don't sign there. Like, does that kind of show their desperation? And why didn't Hunt sign there? Uh, That's a good question. I think Hunt's still trying to figure out the money thing. Uh, Minnesota was another team that was interested in him. Uh, So I think he's just trying to get the most bang for his buck because this is Hunt's last swing at a dollar. Um, so he's trying to get as much as he can. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to say with the situation because this is a this ain't your typical owner. This is Hersey we talking about. Right. So <laughs> this can go anyway. Hersey, he he you don't know how he comes. Different. You know what I'm saying? So um who knows? You know what I mean? It's a coin it's, toss at this point, huh? For real. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, this because it's also been a, a thing they were saying. This these guys get they really want to stick it to them. They cannot pay him. They can put him on like a NFI list or something like that. Um, you know, since he's trying to play those little ankle games, games. Like yeah. and if he get on that list, he won't be paid. So man, and in the end, he wouldn't get credit for the league year either. Right, so he'd have to right, play the right. same game next year. It's real true. I mean, they kind of got them over a barrel when you think about it. It's up to them if they pay him, and it's up to them. Well, it's up to them whether or not he gets credit for the league year if he chooses to not play into week six. So to Joe's point, I think his worst case scenario is he's there by week seven. 
because he's going to want to get credit for the league year so that he can leave. So let's say it plays out. Let's say that's the worst case scenario and it goes into week seven. How high would you be willing to draft him knowing that you wouldn't have him for the first month and a half? And who knows what his motivation is when he actually comes in week seven? No, I'm not spending that high of a draft capital on a player like that. It doesn't make sense. Um, if you're in a dynasty league, then, you know, that may you be a what you, you know what I'm saying? But as far as if you're in a redraft league, I wouldn't spend that high of a draft capital on it. He'd be a guy I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch. Moving on over to wide receivers, Traylon Burks was carted off the field today. Um, the update on him is that he has a sprained LCL and he's possibly going to miss a few weeks. Now, I don't know how long these LCLs tend to linguish. I know that ACL is kind of the worst of, of that sort of an injury, but do we think that after a few weeks he may actually be able to come back and be who you know he would have been had the injury not been there? Or is this something that might linger, you know, throughout the season? Joe, what you got on that? Um, I think personally, he might miss uh, just just one or two games into the season. I think he dodged a huge bullet in not being uh, any structural damage to the ACL because that how he caught he caught it real nice, but how he came down was really awkward. And he tried to walk it, walk it off as much as he could, and then he had to just sit down and let somebody come get him. Uh, I think he dodged a bullet, but I think, you know, he might miss a few games into the season. I don't think it's going to be lingering, but this is, you know, I'm, I don't want to put, I don't want to designate him as injury prone, but we saw last year him having, in, you know, issues with the hamstring uh, during uh, OTAs, mini camps, and then uh, during training camp. It's somewhat during the season he, uh, for, you know, he didn't, he didn't miss any games, but he came up with the injury on the injury report. But I think he missed a few games in, in short. I'm sorry. But you got on Burks, man. I mean, he could possibly still play week one. I mean, it's like a two to four week injury. Um, so and we got about what three weeks until four, ours is a full four weeks now before the season. Uh, I think it's September tenth, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so we, yeah, so we closer to what three weeks. Okay. So I mean, like it's two to four. So it depends if he's on the, you know, is he is he Adrian Peterson? Or is he, you know, Miles Sanders? <laughs> well, he's you know slow healing guy, so it's right. Those, yeah. So uh, we also had a couple other wide receivers uh, go down with injury. Russell Gage has been pronounced out for the year. I don't know if that's going to have a significant, um, you know, any any bearing as far as the team prognosis is concerned. Um, I mean, he he at most would have been, you know, the third or fourth wide receiver on the depth chart. So I don't know that many fantasy owners would have been dependent on him. But, I mean, sad to hear that, that you know, he's out before the year even gets started. Um, you have Jalen Waddle, who is currently out with the abdomen injury. I think they're kind of, kind of playing that by ear. It's kind of along the same lines of, well, there's no need for you to be out there right now, so let's not risk it. but. Do we think that this abdomen injury could be something that lingers for a while? What you got on that, man? No, I think Jalen is fine. I think just a maintenance thing at this point. Like, I'm not going to drive my Rolls Royce out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just wait till the car show. You know what I mean? So, um, as far as um, Russell Gage, I mean, uh, there's some uh, there's Russell Gage owners, especially in these deep leagues. I mean, some people are dependent. 
I would get some of that Palmer stock. Um, the rookie, the true, guy, true, true. He, he's um probably the guy's gonna be fighting for that third spot. It's been some uh, joint practices today. Actually, they had a joint practice with the Jets, and he actually burned Sauce Gardner um for a play, okay. so sixty yard play, something like that. So I, I would get some of that Palmer stock if um uh, if I'm a Russell Gage owner, just try to grab him if he's available. Hey Joe, speaking of rookies that are kind of showing up. A.T. Perry is looking good. Uh, he was six for six, 70 yards and a touchdown. Now, granted, uh, it wasn't the quarterback that's going to be out there. It was Winston that was throwing on the ball, um, not Carr. But do we think the rookie A.T. Perry may end up showing up? I know you're the rookie aficionado, so that's why I'm going to you on this one. Is, is this a flash in the pan or is A.T. Perry for real? Yeah, and that was one of the, um, one of my guys for like um, after we did the list, one of my little few in contention, the ones I left off my list. Um, At Perry is pretty good, but I also got kind of throw context and kind of throw it out there that uh, Rashid wasn't there, nor Traquan Smith, and uh, the thing that's plays a little bit into it. But he's a really good player. He's a really good and also a really smart player. We're looking at somebody that's six three, one hundred ninety eight pounds, and run a four four seven. Like so, he's one of those bigger guys. If you notice uh, watching the preseason game, most of his targets, like you said, went to AT or he got he hit Jimmy. Like it was really few, like, you know, far few in between. He targeted one of the smaller targets. I think this is a good player in Dynasty to to pick up um, really because I really think with Michael Thomas, this was just a one year thing with him. Uh, I don't think he's going to come back to New Orleans next season. And for that reason, mm-hmm. I think you got to hold on to somebody like this because. I think that's the the right archetype. Look at like the body size and the body type. They're the similar stature guy, and I think he can learn so much uh, from uh, uh, Michael Thomas. I think At we might be saying different, you know, a different story about him next year uh, in the event that uh, the Saints move on from Michael Thomas, or in the event that Michael Thomas can't make it through the year, which we've seen that happen several times too. Um, Terrence Marshall has a back injury. So uh, the Carolina Panther uh, wide receiver who was supposed to be tearing it up in camp, and then he lost his depth chart spot to a rookie. So I don't know how much hyperbole it was in there or what, but uh, what's the prognosis as far as Terrace Marshall is concerned? Do we think that he's uh, going to be the same as he always has been, which is much to do about nothing or does he have an opportunity to kind of make something shake? What you got on him, man? I mean, there's a lot of guys over there. I mean, none of them is like exceptional, but Mingo as well has been playing well in camp. Right. So Mingo like took his spot. Right. And then you still got Chark there. Right. Um, I think Dillian and his spot solidified because he's the only yeah. slot in the, in the building. So for sure. But yeah, um, it'd be, I think it'd be, uh, just them, what you call the game, when you go in a circle, trying to sit in the chair. Turnstile. It's, it's going to be <laughs> but the music any given stops. week. The music yeah. stops and get in the Use chair. The yeah. It's one of those things, man. So, I mean, I wasn't really looking forward to Marshall doing much in fantasy as well anyway. So, he's not a guy that's really on my list at all for anything. Hey, Joe, what you got on Courtland Sutton? He was sidelined, undisclosed of mm-hmm. what the issue or injury was, but it seems like it's all around the world the same song as far as Courtland Sutton is concerned, and they've already lost Hamler. 
Um, so they're they're losing guys, you know, left and right. I don't know if this is long term or anything like that, but what's up with these pass catchers? Yeah, they lost Tim Patrick for the year. So if Sutton is going to do his same old same old, which is, you know, I'm I'm here one week and going the next. You know, what's the prognosis for him as a player? But then also, what's the prognosis for you know the pass catchers as far as the Broncos are concerned? Well, he practiced today. He practiced in full. He actually uh, caught a big pass from Russell today. Allegedly, this to, is to, Russell's. Today was yeah, today was the day that he that he ended up sideline. He, he ended up sideline in this practice today, but they didn't say what it was due to. That's kind of interesting that you say that then, because I actually saw like the press, uh, the conference afterwards, where he kind of was explaining like how he got in shape this off season and everything else. I don't really think it's if it is an injury that took place. Maybe it I don't was think an injury. I don't think it was a serious. It was just undisclosed. He he actually, you know, to me, he looks pretty good. He looks in really good shape. Joe Lamb went on to say that uh, that he looks, you know, a lot lighter. He looks like the 2019 Sutton. Well, I don't know what that, you know, we've seen what Sutton did in 2019. Will it carry over? Because, like, uh, you pointed out last week, he's, you know, Sean Payton let him watch film on Michael Thomas. So, I don't know. I'm not reading into it. But I do know, um, whatever for whatever reason, whatever that was, it wasn't. It's it's not to be serious. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now Zach Ertz is off the pup. So do we think that you know, in the world of drafting tight ends late, that that now he can be considered, or again, you know, continuing with the trend, is he just one of those guys that can't get right and stays hurt? What, what you got on Zach Ertz, man? I mean. I think it's okay news. I mean, being that they'll be playing with a backup quarterback for the first part of the season. Um, sounds like a good security blanket to me. I mean, so um, yeah, if you if you want those people going zero tight end, I think he'll be a guy that I would consider. Um, because he did play um, you know, when he was in in pads, play actually pretty well. Um, so yeah. It's just injury with him. Like ever since even going back to being an eagle, like it's just been you know can can you depend on him? And when he's out there, he's out there. But and I want to say he's like thirty four now, thirty five. He's up. I think he's up in age. I know he ain't young though. Yeah. So I mean, again, if you're going zero tight end, I'm definitely okay with having the Ertz on my team at the end of the draft. And lastly, for the tight ends, Mike Gusecki has a mild shoulder dislocation. Um saying that it shouldn't linger too much into the season. I'm not too familiar with this type of injury um, as far as a, 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 the difference between a mild or severe dislocation. If it's out of the socket, it's, I mean, I don't, it, it ain't good. But do we think this is something that's just like a pain tolerance type deal or could it have some lingering effects and the Patriots might want to get somebody else other than Anthony Ferkser on the roster just in case Mike Gusecki can't go. And when I hear the word mild, I'm not thinking serious. Okay. So whether it's mild wings or a mild sprain or mild, there's mild outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, I'm not too concerned. Nothing thinking, to worry about here. <laughs> uh, he'd be ready week one. It could be a pain tolerance thing. But I don't think it's a structural thing to a point where you know, he's going to miss any time or something like that. So go ahead, Joe. My fault. I, I was just going to say, I agree too. And then just going back to Ertz real quick. I think Ertz got one 
he one injury away from being Goddard because Trey McBride looked really good in his absence. Um, I think he 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 about to get Goddard if he don't uh, if he get another injury. My opinion, for real, for real. Yeah, and McBride is going into is it year three or year four? Yes. I think I want to say year. He's a, he's a rookie. I think he was a rookie last year. He's going to year two. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was going into year three, but yeah. Um, it normally takes tight ends, you know, a little bit of time to acclimate. And the fact that he does have a year under his belt now kind of bodes well for him. And he he showed up as a rookie too. So I mean, I mean, yeah, you make a great point there. It may be the same song again that, that got him, you know, booted out of Philadelphia. So that pretty mm-hmm. much wraps up the news. Unless I missed anything. Is there anything glaring that I left out, you guys? Nope. Okay, well, let's go right ahead and hop into the do not draft list. Don't do it. All right, do not draft. We're going to start out with the quarterbacks. I'll throw a few out there. You guys can throw in the honorable mentions or tell me where I went wrong with the guys that I put on the list as far as do not draft. But some have a combination of the draft position as well as uh, injury or prognosis of not being quite as good as they were prior to. And some is a combination of all three. But I'll go ahead and give all of them, and then you can kind of break down what you see. But I have Dak Prescott, number one on my list. I have Tua Tungvaloa following him up. Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, and Jimmy G. Uh, The guy that I'll speak on, because a lot of people are going to be like, what, him? I, I don't think that Dak and McCarthy are going to be the combination that the Dallas Cowboys think they're going to be. I think they're going to take a step back. And if he takes a step back, being the currently the 10th quarterback off the board, and if he takes a step back, that doesn't bode well for anyone who drafts him. So I can kind of see it being a situation to her as he may get, you know, a few more yards here and there. But if it goes back to being a situation where, they're, they're utilizing their running backs, and he isn't getting that deep ball out there. I can see him somewhat tanking in comparison to where he's currently being drafted. But those are the quarterbacks that are out there. What say you, gentlemen? I want you to go ahead and start us out, Ben. Man, Tua. I mean, I think he's a guy that you That's do. pretty easy for me. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's a guy you don't want to draft. I mean, he has all the weapons, but his health is like, He's probably one of the most, you know, fragile quarterbacks. Well, he is the most fragile quarterback we have right now in the NFL. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's not something structural. I mean, it's a head injury. And come on, I mean, think about it. You're going to hit your head, or you're going to get hit at least every week. The last concussion he had, it wasn't. Even, it didn't even look serious. You know, he just got right. slumped down in his head, and that was it. And he was throwing up. You know. He's on. He's coming. He's like Ice Cube. He's on the West Side. You know what I mean. So, um, for me, he'll be a guy I would not draft. I mean, because one play and that's it. Season's it. Because I think he's one concussion away from being retired. Absolutely. I think at, in my opinion, I think he's at that point. So, I can see that. And and the thing about it is, you don't even have to hit the ground. Just just your oh. head snapping because you got hit and you you still standing. 
that can be enough to, for a concussion. So, I mean, the, right. what you got on uh, the QBs, Joe? Yeah, man, I, I want to first touch on Dak, and, when I, and I do have a quarterback out of this list. I think with Dak, you can really see it. He's really missing Clemens. Like, the, even before McCarthy got there, he was there under Jason Garrett, and he actually he used to play for the Cowboys as the backup quarterback. I think that loss of, you know, the OC is really going to come back. McCarthy does pass a lot. I think last time he was the head coach, he passed like 60%. We know him to pass a lot, but you can tell Prescott's uncomfortable. Even in training camp, he thought the defense is good. I like what they did to address the defense, but not to the tune of the interceptions he was throwing. Um, and to get, you know, you know, everything misconstrued with Diggs, calling him, you know, pretty much corny, you know, yeah. calling him whack, calling him out about his play. I mean, I, I really I agree with you with that with Dak. I think that's you know one. I don't think he's going to be as comfortable in this offense. Um, I think he's going to miss his OC. But I think out of his list too, I think too was a, a phenomenal call. I think he has all the upside in the world. And if you want the people that can put injuries aside, which I can't, I can't get that that west side out of my head too. Like I, I'm gonna bypass him, but I feel like I'm gonna regret it because that he looking deadly out there. He throwing dots, man. He throwing it's lasers out there. It's not yeah, the talent. definitely not the talent. Oh, yeah. To your point, right? But I think Kyler Murray is going to be one in which um, we're going to have to go with because, and it's not that I think he's not going to fit this offense. I think the following year he's going to probably be, and I'm going to say it now, just in case you know, he might be MVP level coming back the next year. But that's because he's going to be able to get Marvin Harrison. I, I, I don't think he's going to be in Arizona next year. I think they're going to end up drafting a quarterback because they're going to be that bad. They're going to get the best quarterback <laughs> in the draft next year. That That's how bad Marvin I think Harrison. Arizona going to be this year. I think I he's going to be it. Marvin Harrison next year. I think Kyler's going to come back. He's going to play fairly well. He's ahead of schedule from everything. I think he was like three weeks removed from surgery already, you know, putting pressure on it, already working out to some degree. Um, I think he's going to play – I don't know. His first year in his offense, we don't know what it's going to look like. We're talking about a, a you know, a first time OC who who pretty much was the positional coach at every position, right? But if you look at his coaching tree, if it's anything, he had like Norv Turner. He had my guy that played for the Giants, uh, not played for the Giants, who was the head coach of the Giants recently. Um, he had obviously Kevin Stefanski. So if it's anything, you know, it's like, what do we expect? You know, it's, it's all West Coast. It's a lot of vertical concepts to that, but. I don't think he has the receiver in the room. I, I, I'm not sold on Marquise Brown. I don't care how much volume he's going to get. I don't think he's the guy there. I don't think he has the arsenal there to get it done. And this coming back, I think one of the things you just got to bypass him. I, you know, even if he's healthy, he. I don't think they have enough talent on that team to keep him upright, uh, even with the addition. So I'm gonna say Kyler Murray. I want to speak on Jimmy G for just a second. I know we talked about him a little bit in the news, but when was the last year that he made it through the year? <laughs> can, can, can anybody remember when, when he actually has made it through? I, I know, I know you're a 49ers fan, Vander. So, and I'm not saying this tongue in cheek. I'm being dead serious. Like I, I don't, I don't recall the last time he actually made it all the way through. And he had foot surgery this offseason, which made most teams kind of steer clear of him. So I, I just I don't have faith that he's going. He's almost, in my humble opinion, more likely to get hurt than Tua. But it's just not a head injury. It'll it'll be something else. And he's not one of those guys that gets hurt and then 
he's able to come back. He he gets hurt and he's done for weeks. And I honestly believe that if the rookie gets in there and he shows a little bit more of what he's done this preseason, I think Jimmy G might just lose his job. So like like what is, what is your outlook as far as Jimmy G concerned, Vander? I mean, it's, my outlook, uh, I like Jimmy G. Well, he's okay. I'm not sure if he fits this team as far as the personnel-wise. Um, you know, I don't like him being paired with Devonta Smith. I mean, Devonta Adams. Um, it just doesn't look, Devonta, it just don't look like a good pair, you know, a good pairing um, because Devonta is more of a volume receiver. And Jimmy G doesn't fit the volume style of quarterback. You know, he's I not, think Renfro is going to benefit more than than Adams will because he's a, a he likes to throw the short ball. I could see that, but but don't forget, I mean, you saying Renfro, but they still have uh, Myers there. Facts, so, facts, a, yeah, yeah, Renfro and Myers, yeah, yeah, you're right, one hundred percent. They may play four receivers and they have both of them in the middle. You know what I mean? So it could be one of those deals. I mean, but. He okay. I mean, he did play 15 games a year before, uh, but then the year before that, he missed a lot of games. So he's not consistent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a lot of money, a lot of stock into him. Joe, do you have any uh, thoughts as far as Matthew Stafford is concerned? My, my personal opinion was he's another one of those guys that you know. Vander, what's your favorite phrase? You never heard anybody say they used to have a bad back? No, never. So, I mean, like, he got a bad back. Like, what do you do with that? So, this is what I think about Matthew Stafford. I think it's first take the playoff. I think the Rams is in the position that they can't afford anything, right? They couldn't address anything this offseason. They lost a ton of talent, especially on defense. So, we already know he's going to be out on the, the field for a long period of time. Thing is, they did nothing to address the uh, offense. I know they got Note Bomb or whatever his name is, and they have uh, Havenstein as the, the tackles, but they're nobody to write home about. And they have no wide receivers. Like, you know, this is the Puka guy who's, who's, who's doing really well. I think he's going to uh, pay dividends this year, but they have nobody. And I mean, Cup is like, I think that relationship with Cup, we already know he's going to throw the Cup 20, 30 right. times a game. <laughs> right. But he's going to be abused. He's getting abused this year. I think, you know, it's another dog washing. And, again, the, the Rams selling crap, I don't see it um, improving even going into next year. They put themselves in a hole trying to win that Super Bowl. And I think that salary cap with those voided contracts and the pays, plays well into the next couple of years, to be honest with you. Hey, you got a ring. So, I mean, not, now you got to deal with the back end of it. But you did get your ring. So, I mean, I, theoretically, I guess it worked out. Um you know, and, and then they ended up, you know, kind of, you know, the chickens coming home to roost, if you will. So it's a, it is what it is out there in the Rams right now. I'm moving on over to running back. You guys may not agree with this one. And I, I'm just not drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. Beijing, Bijan, whatever his name is, is the number three running back off the board right now as far mm -hmm. as average draft position. And I, I'm not saying he might not have a good year as a rookie because there's always rookies that show up and show out. But the number three running back off the board, I'm not you're risking, in my humble opinion, you're risking your fantasy life. Like the first that first round pick on this guy, I, I don't I just 
I can't do it. I, I don't see it. Talk me into it or tell me that I'm on to something. Vander, what you got on Robinson? Well, you know, I, I, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Um, I understand why he's shooting up boards. I mean, because it's the fit. It's the, it's the guys that's there. They're known to run the hell out of the ball. And this dude is probably the biggest prospect since, well, I guess you could say Barkley. You know what I mean? But um, he didn't have any holes, any chinks in his armor as a running back. I mean, so I understand it. I, I really understand it. I mean, let's think about With it. The you, number three running back, though? Yeah. Yeah. Because well, think about it, right? You have some really good ones out there. But a lot of them are up in age. Um, a lot of them, let's say, if it's three running backs, the first two are probably going to be with McCaffrey and Chubb. Are those right, the other two? Right. Mm, I, I I don't know about that. Um, or Eckler, it, or maybe Eckler, if you're in a PPR league, something like that. Right. Um, but but Bijan himself, I mean, he's a three-down back. I mean. He is a three-down back, but I don't foresee them using him that way. Like, they, they have a stable of backs like it, that, that hmm. aren't, you know. They have a stable of backs as of today. When it comes week one, some I don't, I don't I think I could very well see Cordell Patterson not being there when it's all said and done. Um, so current um, average draft position, you got CMC number one, Austin Eckler number two, Bajan, 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 what's his name? How do you say his name? <laughs> I would say Bajan. Bijan number three. This is my question to you, right? If you're okay with you say CMC, Eckler, Bijan does what them boys do as well. No, no, no. I I didn't I didn't say I was okay with them. Actually, I would I would put this year, I would put Chubb above all of them. But but you don't have to draft him there, but I would put Chubb above all of them. Again, Chubb doesn't have a history of doing this, right? So Chubb doesn't catch the ball a lot. He doesn't. I'm not saying he can't catch. But the offensive coordinator said about Chubb that they didn't use him that way, but they could have, and they see that this offseason, and he's and he will be used that way based on who's behind him. Hunt's not behind him anymore. Who do you and think I, had the most? Who, what team had the most rushing attempts last year? Atlanta did. <laughs> your answer. I'm, I mean, this I, mean the, I, I, I get it, but I, I don't you, know. I just you pulled up cereal in a bowl and then you put the milk in afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So, if this team was the number one Russian attack team in the league, and they just drafted the biggest running back first round too, first yeah. round pick, biggest running back uh, prospect since Saquon. I mean, if you want to go further than that, probably Gurley, and then before Gurley, it probably was AP. So. What else? I mean, I, I, I get it. I understand it. I mean, of course, I like Chubb, too. Let about, me change the question. Let me change the question. Would you do it? You say you get it, but would you actually do it? If I'm in a PPR league, yeah. Okay. Okay. Joe, I, what you got I'm, on it? I'll be honest with you. I'm going to say, and, I, and, and, I'll, and I'll go to number two, actually. Okay. I mean, because I like Kepler and I like Eckler. You like him over Eckler? Yeah, being, okay. being at the situation, right? I mean, Eckler now is under the tutelage of what's my boy from Boise State? Moore. So, you, you know, he can very well interchange his running backs. 
Hey, I mean, who's the number two running back there? Like, do they have yeah, a- They got Kelly. But he and he's a and he's actually a fan of Kelly. So and John and, and, and Eckler is not even a guy that's even built to carry to to hold that load. I mean, he's a strong get it twisted. Eckler, strong dude. Yet he's been the number one running back two years straight. Yeah, but he catches the ball. Exactly. I agree. Right. right. But he's in a different system. He was he's in he's that yeah, he's that true. in that system. True. Not, true. You no, know, is it is it Arthur Smith? Is his name? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you already know what he do with his running backs. He used, to, he used yeah. to have Derrick Henry. That's true. That's true. So, so, so you think that that uh, Robinson is going to end up being a ten amount to a bell cow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he can he's get, a bell cow, and they run the ball more than any other team. I think then get, I, I, I think can see where you coming from. Don't get me twisted. Don't get twisted. I think he can get bell cow type touches. Okay. So. If that makes sense, because this guy can line up with the wide receiver. You know what I mean? This guy's he's he can run his his route run is crazy. I, did you see the joint practice? I think they have the Giants or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and he and the, and the linebacker was trying to hold him. Jesus. You know what I mean? He, this dude gonna run a hell of a real of a wheel route. It's gonna look crazy. You know what I mean? So I think he can get bell cow tight touches, but also in space and different things like that. So. I'm okay with him being number two, actually. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The other running backs we have on the list, we have Saquon Barkley, Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall, Alvin Kamara, and Elijah Mitchell. What you got for me, Joe? Man, I, I got to join relatively quickly on the Bijan conversation because I love Bijan just the same. And I'm definitely going to tie into one of those quarterbacks. I do have one of those on the list in mind. Um, I think with Bijan, what I love about him the most is he's, he wasn't actually being a, re- a receiver much in Texas, but this kid has extremely good hands. Taking it a step further, um, one of the parts of work working him out doing the private workouts, they primarily moved him around at wide receiver positions much of those workouts. It was more so the receiving aspect of the game, more so than the rushing. And then I like, you know, what a lot of people, you know, as far as NFL analysts, uh, dot com analysts, or even, you know, worked for that, you know, for that uh, station or program, rather. I like that LaDainian Thomason comparison. This kid can genuinely do it all. And to Vanda's point, I think they're going to pass more. Of course, I think this this is going to this offense is going to be really true to when Tannehill, like I said before, had one of those outstanding seasons. I think, you know, they have. The AJ Brown now they have the Delaney Walker, uh, and, you know type of you know guy you know, and now you have the running back, not the Derrick Henry, not saying that at all, but you have you know a bell cow running back. This is a team that touch, you know, you said led the league in, in touches within more than four over four hundred touches. I mean, like a carries out of that backfield. I think he can easily have three hundred touches. I mean, you can think of all the volume and the ways you can use them. You don't have to worry about nothing inside the red zone. That's this is good as go. He's not leaving the field once he's on the field. Uh, so I think Bijan. I think I would take him. The, like you said, I agree with the exact same statement. If it's PPR, half point PPR, I definitely would consider him uh, at least two, or if not three, uh, depending on where I'm drafting. So I, I definitely agree with that sentiment. I think it's because we, it's been you know far few in between. Because before we had this conversation last year was Brees Hall, and the, he went in the second round. Uh, Kenny Walker went in the second round. Then before that was a first round running back, of course. But 
this is the guy. This is the one that, like you said, the conversations of a Saquon caliber guy. Um, so it's, this conversation will have a lot of different opinions, right? I think this is more telling. He's really true to what's as advertised. He's the easiest prospect to analyze in a long time. So I definitely agree with uh, what Vander was saying. But out of this list, I'm going to go to the guy I just mentioned, Brees Hall. I think, you know, um, we all knew before the season that uh, this, I think, you know, if, if he could come back healthy, he still could have, be on pace for a hundred yard season. Uh, even I mean, a thousand yard season, pardon me, if he was to come back from injury. Um, but this, this is the one thing, again, it's a thing, uh, you know, you add on to your shelf life, you're able to come out of the situation next year, fully healthy. Um, cause this is for, yeah, look at his size and stature. This guy is extremely fast. He ran into four threes. Um, so this guy can definitely, I think what is going to be interesting is that he gets to learn from Dalvin. I'm not saying that he needs to emulate Dalvin in any shape or form, but I think as decisive a runner as Dalvin Cook is, he can really take that on in his game. He can really add on to his game from having a Dalvin Cook. And I think that's scary, um, for a guy who's, we know to be like an apex warrior, a gym rat, somebody who puts in all the time and the effort to learn you know, how to be more methodical, be more intricate uh, as far as learning the pathways to being a great running back. So I just think it's just a year, you know, a year too soon, man. I think we just got to – I would still take him. This is my thing, though. I would still take him because – but it's – I would still take him, but we got to kind of remember, Dalvin gets hurt every year, but he doesn't miss games. You don't miss – right. There you go. <laughs> so it's like – There you go. I want to take Brees, but it's like, is he a handcuff? Because unless this man is dying, he don't come off the field. And we don't ever see him dying. So uh, it's like, do you want to take him as a handcuff? I think if he falls as far as, you know, value, if you can get him in the eighth or ninth round. See, that's just it. Right now, he's going 14 overall. So based on his ADP. Now, granted, there haven't, there probably haven't been a whole lot of drafts since Cook, mm-hmm. since the Cook news went out there. So I don't know how far he may fall, but for me, you're kind of picking up a guy and, and hoping and wishing. Like I, I don't, I'd rather get a guy that's going to go way behind him and has a more likelihood of taking over. The, I'd rather get uh divine icon over Brees Hall right now. Because he has he has a pathway to being the guy. With what they just did getting cooked, I don't see a pathway for Hall to be the guy, barring injury, which we just said that even when Cook is injured, he plays through it. So I, I I'd I'd rather take the upside guy that has the 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 pathway to being the number one. I don't see any way they even give Hall enough touches to attempt to be as good as Cook this year. So you know that's why I met with that. Um, who what what she got on? Uh, saw the running backs on 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 the list, man. To be honest with you, most of the running backs is on the list. I'm not really too mad at anybody drafting any of those guys. I'm okay with Barkley. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with Kamara. I mean, because you already know when he's coming back, and when he comes back, he'll probably be the guy. See, um, I, I don't I don't know about that. And that's it. What does the guy mean in this offense now with the amount of running backs that they have? Because my, my thing best. with Kamara is he don't he don't he don't get in the end zone. And now with having Williams there, he definitely he he might not even get very many end zone opportunities. Like 
it, it, he's going to be a 20 to 20 guy and he's been steadily going backwards as far as his average yards per carry and as far as the Kamara that we know the stud Kamara was when Drew Brees was there and he was checking it down every other play like well, this is a this is uh he has a better quarterback right I don't think that helps him why not because because he isn't going to be dependent on. He's not going to be leaned on as much as he was before. I mean, I and, there, the and there are three running backs there that that can that that are just as. I mean, I, I think they're that, not, that they're Williams, not better than Camaro. Uh, I think Williams is up there with him. To be honest hell, with you. Hell no, up there with him with what? With dreads? Um, look, look at the look at the look at the average yards per carry. Look at the touchdowns. It's not even close. Jamal Williams didn't have a good yard per carry. Go look at that. He was Compared a guy that was, the two. He he was a guy that was just falling in the end zone, man. You know that. Yeah. But if you compare the two, they're right there neck and neck. Kamara hasn't had a good yards per carry either. That's fine, but he they, they're not they're not close. I I and me and me and Vander usually disagree a lot during the off <laughs> going into the season, but I agree with uh this about Kamara a thousand percent. I think also too. I've been paying attention to not just the preseason because he looked sharp there, but even the offseason, you can tell he's I, – I mean, obviously we can't count him as a wide receiver, but he's just as good as a wide receiver out of the backfield as anybody. He looked he looked like he, he beat – like he got this case out the way and this man is on a mission to redeem himself. Because, yeah, I think he's still one of the highest paid running backs. Uh, he's he talking about his money. I think this is a play for his money. And I not think getting another much, check. He's but the, he can, we we didn't already see in this movie. He's not getting another check. I, what the year? Like I think Jamal would. Oh yeah, he got a good back. But we've seen some people take all these touches and take all these carries and want to be the bulldozer. We seen Marion Barber do it for a couple of seasons, and then we saw the fraction of himself. I think Jamal is in that same category. I'm not saying he's gonna fall off a cliff, but that's 17 touchdown. We not. I don't think we see that in football anytime soon. So if you take that out of the picture, him and Kamara. I'm gonna take Kamara because Kamara's downhill. He runs, he's going right at it. But to to his point and Vanda's point, I don't think the scheme has been there to where he can be efficient. Even before it was just like, all right, Michael Thomas, we gotta stop Michael Thomas. So, you know, like, you know, or he was in when he was hurt. Okay, I'm gonna go clear. We're gonna take Alvin Kamara off the game. Now that's a wide open offense. You got Olave now. You got, you know, Michael Thomas, hopefully healthy. Jawan Johnson that's finally coming about. Uh, you got the Rashid uh, kid, the, the slow wide receiver slash kick returner. Um, you just mentioned A.T. Perry. This is a right. totally different offense. This offense is going to go back. And I'm glad we kind of we mentioned like uh, Drew Brees. That's reminiscent of what they discussed or this offense looking like this season. This is going to be a more of an attacking style offense. There's no more we're going to run the, the ball and use Taysom Hill as gadget play. They come in to, to put up some points with the easiest schedule in the league. I'm taking Kamara off the schedule alone. Who are they playing to where he can't hit, be productive after week three? They got one of the softest schedules in the league with the 31st easiest schedule. Um, sorry to be long-winded in that answer, but good. I, I think Kamara, you know, I'm taking Kamara any day, I think, in that list, man. If anything, I'm Jamal, putting it out man. there now. I think he falls off the, the Apple truck this year. I, I don't I don't I don't think that Kamara is going to I don't think the Kamara owners will be happy with their purchase. I'll put it that way. 
I think Jamal Williams should be on the do not draft list. Um, yes. My opinion. Yes. Looking for him to give that same production he did last year. You can forget about it. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to do that, but he where he's out. drafted, where, where he's being drafted, you're not risking anything. That's the difference in my humble opinion. Okay, I'll give you one. I'm saying I'm gonna go over and say Kenneth Walker, Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Well, he's being drafted. I think he's a do not draft. Um, yeah. He got a growing injury, right? Something that can linger. Uh, they bought in a running back, pretty high draft right. pick, Carbonet, who they like his hands. Great catcher of the ball, and not only that, Charbonnet is a big body guy, so he's not like a. One of these small scat back third down backs. No, he he like P line. He want them them bigger third down backs. You know what I'm saying? I'll take it step further. I'd say like Dylan, man, that dude is huge. One of them bigger guys okay. that can catch. You know what I'm saying? So there's some competition over there. And he's the one that's getting the reps right now. Kenneth Walker's been out for a little while. Wow. Um, so he for me, I don't think I think Kendall Walker should be on a do my draft list. Joe, you got any uh, honorable mentions to, to throw out there as well? Oh man, no, nah, I don't have any honorable mentions. Oh no, 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 I got one. I got one, and this is gonna be controversial. I got Cam Akers. I think um, Cam Akers to me is a do not draft. So let me go back to last year because a lot of times saying the last six games, oh my gosh, he he was going crazy. He played Seattle twice. He played the Rams. I mean the Ravens, Green Bay, Denver, and the Chargers. Outside of those last few weeks, he had zero hundred yard games. Uh, to speak of last year. Going back to our point, this is a team that couldn't afford to bring in nothing to address the position in front of them as far as the you know offensive line, uh anything of that sort. I just I don't see it. I don't see him. It's he's a great running back. So let me get that part. But I just see the when the, the focus being set on him, I don't see him being productive. Again, those last matchups that he did good, well he did all right. Um, those weren't against teams. I'm like, oh man, he got one on Philadelphia. Oh my god, he got one, you know what I mean, on the 49ers. I mean, like Denver's you know, defense was pretty good, though. I mean, D- Denver didn't have t- a bad defense. De- no, Denver definitely didn't have a, a, a bad defense, but they tapered off towards the end of the season. They didn't finish well, on a strong note, the note going towards the end of the season. But again, he's a good running back. I'm not saying he's not a good running back, but there's nothing around this guy to allow him to, to get free, in my personal opinion. He's going to be running for his life because it's only Cup. Higby's good, but Higby is one of their best blockers, too. He was, If you look at the numbers as far as the snap counts and where he was rated PFF, he was a he was one of their best blockers, and he had tight end. He was on the field all game. He never came out, hardly ever came out. So it's not that I don't like Cam. I just think because of the circumstance, they don't have nothing around them. I think they're gonna put they're gonna the teams are gonna be able to key on him and stop him in those situations. Because in those those games, uh, one more last point during that stretch, I think they went two and four in those six games that people want to speak about. If I'm winning the game, of course I'm gonna let go run run the ball, go right ahead. So I you know that I think that kind of plays to it too. If they had to stop them, if they was putting up points, they would have stopped Acres. They didn't have to stop Acres. They was blowing them out and beating them, you know, those last six games. So I would say Acres. Moving on over to wide receiver, we have C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, Odell Beckham Jr., 
and Adam Thielen. Uh, for me, I think C.D. Lamb is talented, but I also believe he was kind of one of one for most of the year last year. And not only will he not get the volume, but he won't get the chunk plays. That's not really his thing anyway. I think they brought in Brandon Cooks specifically for that reason. And also Michael Gallup is a run and go get it type of guy too. And now he's a year removed from his significant injury. Um, I also believe that they're going to use the tight end a, a decent amount. And Tony Pollard, who's now going to be their go-to guy as far as the backfield is concerned, he gets his fair share of targets as well. I just don't see CD. He he ended up being um, wide receiver six last year. He's been drafted as wide receiver seven. I don't see him living up to where he's been drafted right now. As far as Debo is concerned, Brandon Ayuk is coming. CMC is already there. The Debo Samuel that you knew that was the guy that was worth drafting as early as he's going was because there was nobody else. that He was the running back and the wide receiver. That's not his case anymore. Keenan Allen gets hurt every year. Beckham, I think he's one injury away, and he's probably going to end up having it. Thielen, same thing. Michael Pittman is a little bit different. Um, I just don't think he really fits the Indy's offense. Um, I, I think that he's going to be one of those guys that it's not going to be the talent that's going to be the reason why he may suffer. But just if he doesn't end up being a favorite of Richardson, I, I can see him kind of being a forgotten guy. And right now, Richardson and Alec Pierce are looking a little bit more to be on the same page um, as well as, um, you know, a couple of the other guys out there. So that's why I met with as far as the wide receivers. Um, Vander, why don't you go ahead and give us your two cents on the wide receivers and throw in the honorable mentions you may have. Um, for one, CeeDee Lamb shouldn't be on this list. You better go. Y'all better go pick CeeDee. Don't, don't, don't do it. I don't I don't see him coming in where he's being drafted. You better I go ahead and pick CeeDee, man. Don't do it to yourself. Um, I don't see it. So you, you think he's going to be a top six wide receiver is what you're saying? Yeah. I don't I see it. Why not? I just told you why not. He's the he's the alpha on the team, though, at this point. Mm, I don't know that either. He was the alpha when he had to be because there was nobody else. But I I, I don't I, – I can't I, I can't say that. With, with other pass – I don't see him getting nearly the same volume with who they have on the team now is what I'm saying. So I'm not saying CD is going to be a bad wide receiver. I just can't see him doing as well as he did last year when he was the only wide receiver, and that's where he's being drafted. So that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, we have seen CD production through this. Every year he's getting better. What's going to be so different this year? Who did they bring in? They didn't bring in Justin Jefferson. I mean, who's there? They brought in a guy that's got a thousand yards a season and is a deep ball catcher with almost any quarterback that he's been with, including Davis Mills. That's who they brought in. And Michael Gallup is now um healthy as well. Who? Michael Gallup. Who don't act like Gallup didn't put up didn't put up fantasy points before he who? got hurt. Who? You heard what and, I said. And when was that? <laughs> you say before he got hurt. How many years ago was that? Yeah. Year before last. No. Yeah. Yeah. Year before last. 
That's like two years ago. What whatever year, his last healthy year. Hey man, that, that, I want to say that was year before last, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, don't hey, get that CD, get get that CD stock. You know what I mean? Invest in the CDs, not like the CDs at the bank, but you better invest in this CD, CD lamb. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you, you talk about Brandon Cooks. He has a a history of doing well from team to team to team to team, but. CD Lamb is the best wide receiver in the room. I, I agree. And they, and but they he's did. not the only wide receiver in the room anymore. That's all I'm saying. You don't. How can you? How can you be? How can you be the same rank that you were when you were the only wide receiver, and now you have two other guys that have come in and that are that are. Um, but he's the alpha. wide receivers in their own right. The alpha. I, I get that, but when you were the only. You ended up where you're being drafted right now. How does he get back to that spot? Is my question. It don't matter. He's the alpha. You talking about Brandon Cooks? How old is Brandon okay. Cooks? What age got to do with it? What you mean? What age got to do with it? He could run last year. You think you you think he forgot how to run between last Brandon year and this Cooks year? Last year with Davis Mills. See, I don't give a damn if it's damn uh, Davis Cox. What is he doing last year? What did he finish? I, I don't. I don't know. To be honest with you. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't too hot, right? I bet you. I bet you. CD Lamb wouldn't have finished at number six if Davis Mill was throwing on the ball either. So, I mean, what Man. are you saying? We, we don't know that. All I know is what 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 CD okay. that he's the alpha on the team. It's his team. Okay. They they ran Amari Cooper out of town for this guy. Don't forget. It's his. So team. should should I go ahead and write on the board right now then? A bet between me and you that CD Lamb will not finish as high as he did last year. I think he finished around that. Just, but if go- he don't finish higher than he did last year, he's not worth where he's being drafted. That's not true. But what if he finished right. seven? That's where he's being drafted. That's my point. Okay, he finished six last year, right? I don't invest to get the same amount back that I put in. No, I want a return on my investment. No, that, but that's not. But as long as you're in the vicinity, right? Whoever finished first don't always finish first two years. We, that's hardly ever seen. So then you, before. I'm not talking about first. That's not even his realm of possibility. Okay. So you are saying that he could end up finishing worse than he did last year. Because that's my point. He could drop one spot. So so you think the worst case scenario is You got to understand though, the difference between six and eight could be two points. Two True. points. I point. agree. So he could but you're saying that his seven. worst case scenario is being mm-hmm. wide receiver seven. That's what you're saying. I'm saying he could finish in the vicinity. No, because I just told you. If I just told you the difference between two or three spots could be three points, that doesn't make sense, Jerry. Uh, Zay, to make that kind of bet. He definitely, if he if he finished, you say he's being drafted at seven. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he could finish top 10 for sure. I could see him being m- maybe, maybe number 10, maybe. Maybe. But, but I, I, I see, I feel more comfortable saying he'll be somewhere around. 12, 13, 14-ish. No. Hell no. On this list, man, um, it, it's, it's hard. Definitely Debo Samuel, you know what I'm saying? Because the thing that made him good has been taken away. Again, Correct. he's been able to run the ball, uh, and that's where he got all those points off. It was the legs that did it. Facts. He already has an injury history, of course. Um, and again, Brent Ayuk has arrived. And all the rumblings out of the cap is he on the way. 
You know what I'm saying? Unguardable. Do you think he'll take over the number one wide receiver position on the team? Yeah, he's already that. Who's the number okay. one? I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Who's the number okay. one? Wide receiver? He, he already did no, that. I mean, like on the depth chart. Because I think Debo was still considered to be the number one wide receiver. He he, he is the guy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And what did make D, again, what made Debo, this is Debo last year as a 49. Don't get it twisted. He won't be there next year. Contract. I think this is what he got. They trade him or they just let him go, not resign. Um, or, or, no, they just resigned him last year, didn't they? Didn't they give him a contract last year? Say that was last year. Well, like that's the year before. Yeah. Like. The year before. No, that was last year because he was talking about in this offseason that that he wasn't mentally into it because he was focusing on the con- that was last year they gave him a contract. So that's I don't, I don't know what kind of dead cap there may be. It won't um, be much involved there. The first three years is really where the guarantees kick in at. So because he only I, got a three year contract, I believe. So so that you, yeah, you may be on to something there. Yeah, this is this is last year is a forty nine because Brandon got to get paid. If Brandon go out there and produce again, have a good season, he got to go. You know what I mean? So because I the thing that the reason you pay him is for his those services are no longer needed. Not that McCaffrey did. Really. You know what I mean? So I definitely think Depot's a guy that do not draft. It hurts my heart to say do not draft Keenan Allen. I mean, because this is one of the better route runners in the league. Yes. But now he's Thank 31 he's years old. You know, he's 31 years old. Um, his injury history is extremely high. Um, and now it's a new coordinator in town. The, the old coordinator wasn't good for him. Um, and we all knew that. I mean, Joe even alluded to that. You know, it was all about Mike Williams. Just like I'm not really right. a big fan of Judy in Denver because it's the same guy. He like the bigger guys. Or not the, you see they got sitting watching Michael Thomas tape. It's that big guy on the outside that they always throw the ball to. We want you and to they, be him. And, and the slot guy always get kind of lost in the system. So, um. But definitely, Kenny Allen has got to hurt my heart, you know, to say don't draft him. And and let's face it, Odell Beckham, I think he's that guy that everybody, um, we knew who he used to be. It's the nostalgia, and, and yeah. The thought process of the New York Giant Odell Beckham is in everybody's mind. He's not even the best receiver on the team. Nope. You know, might not be number two, depending on how healthy Bateman is. To be honest he, with you, the best receiver on the team is a rookie. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. You know Flowers, Flowers is already cutting up in camp. He's the talk of the town. Uh, I, Joe, I told you. <laughs> Antonio Brown, 2.0. <laughs> I told you that was his comp. It's just the dude, man. That dude, he really he really liked that. You know what I mean? And I think he's the best receiver on the team. We don't know how the system's going to look. So right now, everybody's kind of sitting back trying to, you know, I think Odell could do well though. I can see him getting seven hundred yards. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's purely injury. I don't think he's lost yeah. talent. I think he may have lost a step in speed. Like how many times can you have those significant injuries and still be as explosive? But yeah, it, it's not it's not the talent. Joe, what you got on the wide receivers? Man, y'all left a lot for me to recap because I made some good points, and I definitely will agree, man. Zay Fowers is the dog to uh, Vander Point. He is right about that. Just seeing him from what I get to see, man, he's not just getting open. He's The level of separation he's being able to make, I don't care if it's individual drills. I don't care if it's the third or fourth. He's just so fluid in what in his what he's doing, man. It's, motherfuckers is falling. These motherfuckers is, is 
catching a knee, like when this dude running around. So I think that was a good uh, shout by Vander earlier uh, in the draft show for real, for real. Going back to CD though, I really again, why am I why why am I agreeing with Vander, man? We don't do this during we, do, we during the season. Me and Vander agree, but during the off season, we butt heads a lot. But with CD, I think you know we got to even take it a step further. Let's go back to McCarthy because he had Devonte Adams. Uh, CD mm-hmm. to me, my personal opinion. What are what, he what, is what, not what, him? I, 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 no, that's not what I'm going to say. Volume is king as far as wide receiver, and this kid is about to get plenty of volume. I don't know who could CD who uh you know Dak could trust last season as far as getting him to, getting the ball to, but we know he could trust 88, and I think 88 going to be in the same predicament. It don't matter if it's Brandon because because to your point, we talking about you know targets and all this stuff. A.J. Brown has Devontae Smith right next door to him, and we already knew A.J. finished top. What, 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 what tape are you watching? What, what, what are you watching? C.D. Lamb is not A.J. Brown. What tape are you watching? He's not. Bro. Sorry. Do you, do no. you see that? that you, have you seen the catches this man had caught? He ain't A.J. Oh, yeah. Oh. He ain't A.J. Oh, God. He ain't A.J. Oh, okay. Let, let's, let's not do that. Let's oh, not do that. No. Let's not do that. You don't like I don't know. I I I, I don't, you don't really like got, CD, but he's not he AJ. Not for him. He's not AJ. Nah, bro. How nah. not? They, they're not the same dude. I can ask him they're to catch the, the same, same catches AJ can catch. My, like I have seen. First it. of all, CD Lamb dropped the ball too damn much. Let's start there. Or, or, or did or did I did I did I not see him dropping the ball plenty of times when he was wide behind open? Just saying, like like nah, CD is not AJ. He, he's not that guy. Contested catches? No, sir. CD and AJ are not the same dude. No. What? No. Are you no, sir. Kidding? No, sir. They are not. Wow. Okay. Oh, I'm kind of baffled right now that you you are serious. Like it's almost like I we see what I see. Dave Chappelle, you know what Dave Chappelle was? Um, he thought he was white, kind of thing. Like you believe so much in your heart. That this man isn't him, like I really think, I think you are jaded right but, now. But no, no, we not. I said that I think he'll be a wide receiver one, but I just don't think he's going to be six or seven, and I don't think he's AJ. But so you, you're telling me you, you're telling me you think he'll finish ahead of AJ? AJ an injury away. AJ is an injury away from not from from that from not being relevant, bro. Uh. Come on, AJ's bro, a good wide receiver, it. but can we stop, stop saying that he has a he has an issue with injury? Can we not say that? We asking CD to do what we because we it, me it, I think CD I hasn't gotten hurt. Is that what you said? No, CD has been hurt? relatively healthy. But I remember relatively not too long healthy. ago, I forgot okay. who it was on the show, but I was the one counting CD out like, oh, Amari left. I don't know what he's going to do. I was one of those spectators too, and the man did what he had to do. And it was no, it, we couldn't say nothing. We couldn't say that Amari took away the coverage, that Amari did this. Lamb did it by himself. And if we tell me that he did it by himself, what are we going to ask so him to do? In the, just, same just so we're on the same page, right? Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown last year finished wide receiver number four. And as right. you said, he had Smith next to him. Right. C.D. Lamb had nobody and he finished number six. But you're telling me that C.D. is better than A.J. Just so we're on the same page. Did he not have Pollard back there? Bro. 
So did, now we're going to the running back is the reason why CD Lamb, did, bro, he's not going to get Pollard back there now. So he's going to get even less volume. So my point still stands. What are we talking about? No, but my whole thing is is with the, with this statement is that we're at we're asking somebody as far as outcome, right, to do close to what he did next year. What is stopping him to being in the same realm that he was last year? That's what the, I want to know. What is stopping the him? The added wide receivers. The Eagles didn't add anybody that's going to put AJ Brown in a less advantageous position, and he was wide receiver number four last year. But he had that's a, all another wide receiver one, right? Did, but he had a wide receiver one on the other side. He right? did lose somebody though. I don't care. He was there last year, and he was wide receiver four. They did all, lose all somebody. You talking about the additions, but you didn't talk about the subtraction. Okay, who who did they lose? They lost their tight end. Who the Eagles? No, the Cowboys. Oh, they, they they lost Schultz. They did lose Schultz. I agree with that, but but that doesn't mean that they're gonna now stop throwing to the tight end position. So all I'm saying is you can't expect that you can't expect this new tight end to get them same amount of targets for their shows. But but I can't expect for the the difference in targets to go to Cooks and Gallup. That's all I'm saying. Why not more go to Lamb? Why they got to go those two guys not go to Lamb? Because because why get Cooks if you're not gonna throw on the ball? That's why. Why did they get Ty? I'm not. I think Cooks. I think we put too much. Ty was a shell of himself, bro. But but to your point, they picked them up because they want what. What Bruh, is Cook? Stop it. Stop it. I don't, this dude, like, stop. I get it. He had all those years, thousand yard seasons with all these different teams. Okay, but to Vanda's point, what did he do last year? I don't, it don't matter who, because he had no name people throwing him the ball anywhere other other, other stops. He did it wasn't just miraculous. What, what, oh, what did the team Smith. do last year? How you gonna put how you gonna put his production? On on him when the team in and of itself so, did nothing. So how well, my but, whole thing is with this argument. But, go ahead, Vanderkai. I think you might have something. That, but was he on that same team the year before? The team didn't do as poorly the year before. Did he have the and same? Davis Mills didn't do as poorly the he year. He had before. the same quarterback the year before. It Davis Mills didn't do as poorly the year before. Did he have the same quarterback the year before? It don't matter if he had the same quarterback if the quarterback ain't playing well. You're making a lot of excuses, it sounds like. I'm not making an excuse at all. I'm yeah, saying that... You, you, blame, you, you blame Davis Mills? What I'm saying, what I'm saying, period, point blank, is C.D. Lamb will not get the same volume, and he will not end up at wide receiver six. That's fine. And A.J. Brown ended up at wide receiver four. That's fine. That's what I'm saying. Brandon Cooks is going. You blame Davis Mills for his production. So you're saying Cooks won't be better this year than he was last year, is what you're saying? You blame Davis Mills for his production. Correct. He was there with Davis Mills the year before. And you you know who else took a step oh, back this year? All the Patriot wide receivers, because Jones wasn't as good as he was the year before. It happens. What are you talking about? I'm talking? saying if the quarterback isn't as good the next year as they was the year before, it hurts the wide receivers. We've seen it on other teams as well. So why can't be he maybe why can't be him took his step step down? Who? Cooks? Cooks. Yeah. Didn't his numbers go down? Because he can't throw himself the ball. That's why. But it wasn't a problem a lot the year of, before, though. Uh, say again, I hear you. It wasn't a problem the year before. Because Mills was better the year before. Look at his stats, bro. <laughs> same same quarterback. Okay. Maybe maybe, just, maybe, maybe Cooks is finally doing this. Okay. 
It's just miraculous that all these other teams can support two wide receivers, a high-value wide receiver, and another 100-target wide receiver. But right. in the Cowboys' offense... I'm not saying they can't support it, bro. I'm not saying they can't support it. I'm saying that he won't be as good as he was last year when he was the only. I don't understand why that point is being misunderstood. I don't think he was... I, I won't call him the only. Who else did they have? They had Schultz. What other wide receiver did they have last year? Don't matter. That's 89 targets. It still don't matter. It ain't about the position. Okay. It's, about the it's crazy. If we say T.Y., you go, oh, well, T.Y. is watched. What do you think we're trying to say Brandon Cooks is? Brandon Cooks ain't going to be him, bro. He can have so, 800 yards, and it still don't mean nothing. It still doesn't move the needle okay. to what's going to happen on the other end. I don't it's hear no bets being thrown across. I, I I hear y'all saying stuff, but then at the same time, I when I say that CD Lamb ain't gonna end up in the same realm he was before, y'all saying yeah, that's right. So I, I don't so, really know. So where, we where you want to put him? Because I'm not. Second, I gave you my look on CD. I say he should be still a top ten wide receiver. So you want to take it? I, I I'm in for a top ten. Ten is four positions less than he was last year. I said that's, he's going to be worse than he was last year. So where am wide, I wrong? That's a wide receiver one. The, I, I said he would be a wide receiver one. <laughs> Listen, again, the number of points between three three spaces between each other could be three, four points. So that's it doesn't make sense for you to say, oh, we finished 10, and then the guy who finished seven had two, three more points than him. We, we, we don't it's know that that will take place, though. It's the same he, round. He, he, he won't be A.J. Brown, I can tell you that. He don't have to be A.J. Brown. He wasn't A.J. Brown this year. I mean, A.J. Brown had a better Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, C.D. is still – I mean, he's the alpha on the team. I mean, I don't think Cook's changed that at all. I'll give you that. I don't I don't, th- I don't think Cook comes in to be the number okay, one. I'm not saying that at all. Who's better, Amari Cooper or Brandon Cooks? Cooper, when healthy, when he staying on the field. So they, Cooper, for sure. So they made and when Cooper was there, uh, C.D. wasn't the alpha. Cooper was. C.D. just got there. What are you talking about? So what are you talking about then? No. Why you bring him up if if he not what? No, no, you you missing the point. They ran I, Cooper I of, they ran Cooper out of town to make this guy the one. So what make you think Cook's gonna come in town and make uh, make a difference when the guy no, they ran no, out of town I, is I better than Cooks him? Is gonna be the, I don't think Cook is gonna be the number one. I'm just saying there will be less volume, and he won't because of the the the, the lower amount of targets. I don't see him landing in the same spot. I don't see him being wide receiver six or seven, which is where he's been drafted. That's all I'm saying. How many targets do you think Brandon Cook's going to get? Well, not just Cooks. Again, you also have Gallup. You also have Tony Pollard. You also have uh, Ferguson. You also have the uh, – Wait. So by so so we're gonna have the same conversation. And I don't want to mean to throw another wide receiver because because I use AJ. Is AJ gonna finish four next year? By your prognosis, is he going to finish four? I, I think it's in his realm of possibilities. I think he can actually finish <laughs> higher than that, honestly. Higher? Yeah. It, well, it would, it depends on injury because I don't know if Cup going to make it through the year. But if Cup makes it through the year, then I can see um, I can see him actually ended up higher than Tyreek this year. Like, I, I, I he's going to be one of them dudes. I, I, I got him up there. So, I mean... So you tell me who going who going to be other than the the usual suspects being Jefferson and you know somebody like that like you know so, you got Jefferson so you bet, I think so wanna... I think Devontae going to take a step back. Devontae was wide receiver 2 last year. I think he's going to take a step back. So and not makes... because of talent but because of the 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 situation there. So you want to make a bet that AJ be top 4? 
Sure, if you want to make a bet that CD is still going to be top six. Seven. Sure. Six, seven, whatever. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, cool. So so, so there's two different bets, or how, how is this going to work? Yeah, that's the bet. Yeah. Yeah, there's two different bets. So, so I'm taking your bet and take mine. Cool, cool. We can roll with that. Let's go ahead and finish up with tight ends. We got number one on my list. Mark Andrews, number two, Evan Ingram, number three, Dalton Kincaid, number four, Cole Komet, and number five, Irv Smith. Um, the All the wide receivers that we were naming two minutes ago that play for Baltimore now is the only reason why Andrews is on this list. Right now, he's the number two tight end off the board. And... I just don't see him again. It's a volume conversation in, in fantasy volume is king. I don't see him getting the volume anymore. There are just too many mouths to feed. And I don't think he's as good as Zay Flowers. He was the best pass catcher on the team for years. Number two tight end off the board, especially when I would prefer not to take a tight end early anyway. He on my do not draft list. Evan Ingram, he stayed healthy long enough to get paid. I don't think he's going to make it through the year. Dalton Kincaid, I think he's he's too young. He's going to take a year. If if it was a um like an Atlanta situation with, with Pitts in his rookie year when they really didn't have much else, cool. But you got Diggs to contend with. I think they Gabe Davis is going to take a step forward. I, I don't think he'll be as necessary um in that offense. And then you still have Knox on his last year, so there'll be best case scenario splitting. Um, Cole Komet, same thing, volume. He he was one of the only and the best pass catcher on the team uh, for Chicago last year. So, again, volume. Irv Smith, I don't see him staying healthy, and he got some dogs in front of him at wide receiver. So, again, it's the situation, not necessarily the talent. So, what do we got to wrap it up with tight ends? I mean, I'm, okay, I'm actually okay with um, – I don't think – necessarily think – Mark is going to be the number two tight end when it's all said and done. But again, I think he still is going to be Lamar's safety blanket. He's still the red zone. That. He's still that. the red zone guy. So even though his targets may come down but from 20 to 20, I think once they get in the red zone, then his his likely will go up. So now so you think he's worth being picked as the tight end too? And where you're going to have to draft him? That so it's not his talent, but where you're going to have to draft him. I, I I can't I can't call it I can't see it it's it's not about him as a person it's it's where you would have to draft him for me. I mean, but he didn't finish number two last year. I know. So I, I definitely think people are, to my point, but he's been drafted as number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's definitely being drafted a little too high, but I mean, again, from two to five is kind of close uh, when it comes to tight end. Um, so I think it is it is a tad high. Um, but I, I do think though he'll still get his looks. Um because he finished five this year. Right. And I'm okay with him finishing around five again this year. You know what I, I mean? So, I, I am too, but I'm not okay drafting him as the number two tight end off the board and him finishing five. As far as you saying Ingram, what why injury? Like, That's it, just injury. Why you say, he why been you hurt say every injury? year except his contract year. Why you say that? Because it's the truth. Come. He has He's literally been hurt every year except this contract year. He every played, year. He has played at least a minimum of 15 games in the last three seasons. 
So he's been hurt every year except his contract year. Again, 15 games is the least amount of games he played in the last three seasons. That's not too bad. And then in, yeah. and again, Peterson, tight ends, never finished nothing less than six. I agree. So, you know, it, it's it's not it's not the situation. It's it's just his injury history for me. That's all. I, I don't trust him. And then we're, we're in, in again where I would have to with tight ends, it's really truly about where I would have to draft him to get where is he? What tight end he's being picked up? Uh let me take a look. I was actually putting that up right now. Uh well, hold on, PPR. Uh tight end four. You got Travis Kelsey, um, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, and then Evan Ingram. He deserved that. You you wouldn't pick Pat Fryer move over him? No. Or or or, or Dalton Schultz? Or... You're talking about the miles to feed. Pat Fryer, he got a target, he got a target hog and, De, and, and Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. You got I agree. That, you got that young stud coming. He definitely that and Pickens, but, but safety blanket the same as you said about Andrews being Lamar's safety blanket. And the difference is, I think L- Lamar is less likely to use that blanket than Kenny is. Kenny hasn't shown me that he's a, 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 a go get it type of guy. If you listen to any news come out of Pittsburgh, another still in the draft. That boy, Dwayne, that boy, been that boy, yeah, he's he been hacking up. <laughs> he did Minka dirty this, uh, in one on ones, one handed. It was crazy. That's we know cool, Mink is good. But he ain't taking over, he ain't taking over the pass catching for a fry move, though. But he could but, take some, he could take some. It ain't that's the thing, it ain't about taking it all, but taking 45 targets is enough. Shoot, Gentry was taking uh some of those targets away from Fryer Move. Gentry's getting in there just as much. And I think now you're adding the Darnell uh Washington to there. And again, he's a red zone threat. I think that's the only reason why you bring somebody. This size and this type of stature, if you're not trying to make an impact in the red zone, I can I, I can see I can see him taking some fire move uh stuff in that red zone like Joe just said. The boy's six seven, two sixty something, man. Like and, and out here making one eight moving like that boy, that boy mammoth. And he and, and he's winning, he was winning blocking drills against against uh Watt. That alone maybe Stuff like that would get you on the field, and once you, I the agree, field, and so I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point because their offensive line sucks, which makes it more likely because he could do something like that against T.J. Watt, yeah. he's going to be blocking. Yeah. So he, just saying, he get opportunity to be on the field though. Yeah, he'll be on the field, but no, no. But once you're on the field and the ball said, "Hey, you can go out for a route." Joe just told you the boy beat Mika. He was beating Mika in one on ones. I year. agree, but I just told you the offensive line sucks. He may be their best offensive line. He may be, but like for real, for real, like not, not hyperbole. He may literally be their best offensive line. <laughs> That'd be a long conversation. I I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I looked it up because I was looking into Kenny Pickett. Their line was pretty decent, bro. Believe it or not, but that's yeah, a long, a long. If you got a moment, I can tell you. Before I go into the tight end to wrap it up. You mean you mean decent last year? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Please, please tell. So aside from, aside from aside from running the ball, believe it or not, they were uh what is it? They were 15th in uh sacks allowed. So they, they was middle of the pack in that. They only gave up 27 sacks last year. I would thought they gave up 40 or 50, right? 
Uh, overall, as a PFF grade, they finished at 16th, again, middle of the pack. They really – what's so weird about it is, like, the running game was horrendous, but as far as passing, they was all right as far as a little offensive line. Where? Have, what game did you – oh, oh, the line – okay. Okay, my yeah, fault, yeah. my fault, my fault. But, and then they, they, say, they, they, they had, had a no, horrible passing game. <laughs> yeah, they had a – I think more so with that, I think Canada really wanted to have a running game because they had 500 attempts in rushing last year as opposed to what Canada did with Ben Roethlisberger the year before he had reconstructive elbow surgery. This man was gunning it. I think they kind of dumbed it down too much, and then they really didn't give Pickett opportunity to kind of have the growing pains of being an actual quarterback because – they oversimplified the offense. He got going towards the end of the season and going into the playoffs because we this guy the guy had four uh, three game winning drives, uh, four fourth quarter comeback. No, I've got how you, what was it four fourth quarter? No, three game winning drives, four fourth quarter comeback. This and three of them came towards the end of the season. So Kenny picked it up late in the game. But I think that offense. I think Canada is going to need to be on the damn hot seat, bro. I think that's what it really was with that situation. So. Um, Going into Mark Andrews, I'm gonna go against the grain. I definitely agree. Like if if this depending on format, I can definitely see Mark Andrews actually being worth being considered as tight end too. You gotta like with Munkin's offense, it's like what do you want to look at? If you want to look at Cleveland, it was a tell of a running game. If you want to go back to Georgia the last few years, he showed you he could do both. He had one year where he had a top rushing offense, and then another year he had a top passing offense. What mirrors it both is that. Lamar, irregardless of who was around him, he got the ball to Mark Andrews, and that was clear enough. Wait, 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 wait. You can't say regardless of who was around him when nobody else was around. Like, like, like. Dude, so we on. having this conversation. So we having this conversation about uh, Zay Flowers, and I think he is his own name. But they had an elite speedster, Marquise Brown, where they heavily target him, and yet Mark, and yet uh, Andrew still got his. You got OBJ and they got point. OBJ. They got they got uh Bateman. They got like flowers. And they got and they got um pass catchers out of I mean, excuse me, yeah, pass catchers out of the backfield as well. So all those they never like, had a full complement of pass catchers. Like all those but Andrews has got there. No, 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 I understand what you're saying, but I feel like all those sounds like names until you see it put together on the field. Because it sounds like names. You the one that told me about Bateman. Is they flowers is wowing everybody. I love Bateman, but looking with Lamar was healthy when he because he threw what 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. He before he got hurt, this guy was decisive with the ball. He wasn't turning the ball over, but he wasn't chugging it all over the field. This man was pretty much getting it to the open person. If it came down to third and whatever distance, he like I I go into who gets the ball, which is Mark Andrews. I don't see that much change. I think Mark, I think with this new offense, I think it's still in the realm of possibility. He still has a top five finish at tight end. You, I, think I, can, like, I can, I can see. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see top five. But he's going as number two as a tight end. I mean, but as a tight end, it depends on the format. Because you talking about standard, you know what I mean? Or no, this like, is looking at PPR. This is looking at PPR. Just someone on the same page. Oh well, what I mean as tight end too. Who else am I going to take after Kelsey? I mean, I can agree with that. I mean, Hawkinson, you know, that's where it comes debatable. I, I kind of see, I can no, see the debate in TJ Hawkins was the number two tight end last year, and it was his first year in that offense. I thought Kittle was. No, he wasn't. TJ Hawkinson was. Yeah. He surprised me, too. Yeah, that's T, what I think. T, T, uh, Kittle was number three. 
Um, Hawkinson had 86 receptions mm-hmm. on 126 targets. Kittle had 60 receptions on 86 targets. And uh, Hawkinson had 914 yards. Kittle had 765. Yeah, but Kittle had 11 touchdowns. And Hawkinson had six. Right. So, uh, again, looking at PPR, if you're looking at standard, then that probably changes. Yeah, I think I think Andrews is is, is pretty solid with those numbers. I, uh, I, Hawkinson, I think it might look a little bit different. Thielen, the last couple of years, we ain't talking about three years ago. Thielen, Thielen on his last few legs was just out there to be doing cardio. The last, you know, that that last stretch. So Hawkinson was the second Thielen, best target. Thielen wasn't there last year, was he? Wasn't Thielen hurt last year? He j- Thielen did miss some games last year, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought, and that that's when, uh, and didn't they trade for Hawkinson like mid season? I, I want to say Thielen was already hurt when Hawkinson got there, if I'm not mistaken. I could be. I always, always forget with that. But I think the addition is, but Addison, the skill set of Addison versus the Thielen, I, that's another, that's more value and more targets to go around. I can but, agree but, with that too. Uh, another reason why, though, I mean, yeah, Hawkinson might have finished in front of Andrews, but he played two more games than Andrews. Yeah, okay. Andrews got hurt last year. So that's and, that's and now Baltimore has two more receivers than they had last year. So I, I, I mean, we had Bowers in Georgia, and look where look where he finished as far as the team. And it was not too long ago he was in the same field with Pickens. And it's also chemistry, right? True, so, true. So him and Andrews does have chemistry. So, but from but from my understanding, even with Andrews on the field, the go-to guy has been Flowers. Flowers has been the one that's wowing everybody. So that yeah. that's I'm just saying he he may no longer be the quote unquote go to anymore. He was the go to when he had to be, and I think he and I think to your point he'll still be the safety blanket, but I don't think he's going to be the go to guy anymore. I think Flowers is going to take over that mantle, especially being the slot guy. He's a little bit quicker. Um, the, the offense can run a little bit, bit but uh, red zone, like you said, red zone. I think that that's where a standard league. I think that okay, maybe I can see that, but. PPR, I don't. He's not going to. I always revert back to volume when I'm looking at what I'm comfortable with as far as as who I'm picking, especially when I'm picking them that high. And mm-hmm. I don't see the volume. That that's the biggest thing. You think he's going to lose that much volume? I mean, the dude did have 113 targets. Yeah, and, and playing 15 games. Yeah, that's a lot. Because there there there's three wide receivers there that weren't there last year. Bateman wasn't there. Flowers wasn't there. Beckham wasn't there. So yeah. He's going to lose a significant amount of targets. I mean, that's true, but we don't know what those guys are going to be as well. We don't know. Who I agree, are. but as long as they're not injured, they're going and, to get targets. That's all they, I'm saying. And those guys do have injury history. Oh, there has and, and Andrews and missed games for a reason too. He missed two. So I, <laughs> he missed two, but these guys have longer injury history. Like Odell and Bateman have missed time, time. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But it's gonna it's gonna take injury though for him to end up where he's being drafted right now. It's kind of why I'm looking at it though. I see what you, I see your point. What you're saying in that, yeah. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Next week, are, are we gonna uh, go ahead and hit him with the? That's my man's and them episode next week. Or are we gonna are we gonna hold it off another week? Man, I think I think it's about time to do it because about uh, time. National, yeah, national draft day is coming okay. up. It's the last okay. Sunday of the okay. month. So next week, we're going to hit you with your league winners, the guys that we are willing to stake our claim and stake our name on. The that's my man's in them episode. 
Shout out to DMX. That'll do it for us this week. We out. <laughs>